Welcome back to another episode of Backlash Podcast. This week we're going to talk to Chase Gibson. Chase is a uh, regular on the podcast, and today we have some a special announcement with Chase. So that'll be fun. He's going to join the world of uh, you know musky angling uh, manufacturing. We'll call it manufacturing. We'll see how that's going to go for Chase. Brad is here. Brad Hoppy, Musky Mayhem Tackle, and Carrie is here. So then you obviously know that we have a special guest, and that is kind of what we have going on today. So let's talk a little bit about the Chicago Muskie Expo, January 20th, 21st, and 22nd, Kane County Fairgrounds. And so that's coming up a little over a week. If you're, you know, one of our regular listeners and you jump in right on release day, it'll be, uh, you know, whatever, 10 days from then. And we'll have one more episode before that show. But uh, that's what's up. Do you have anything special you arranged this Chicago show? Um, I mean, the most, I guess, special thing that I would have would be of some box shads from Brotherhood Baits. Those are not available on our website, but we will have, let's see here, what are we going to have? Hopefully we're going to have mini grenades. Carrie told me you shipped them today, so we'll have those in time for the show. We'll have St. Croix rods. We'll have, I mean, as long as Chase shows up and he brings me stuff, we'll have some musky bumper bump boards. And I'm, I'm thinking, what else do we have here that's new this year? I'm trying to think of new products you kind of put me on the spot there uh oh the six inch fatty minnows from slammer tackle those are new this year we'll have those we will have uh i'm trying to think it's a good question carrie lots of stuff i mean i got totes and totes and totes of stuff packed so but as as always if you were hoping to pick something up at the show you might want to shoot us an email and we can bring it with us because we don't bring everything. The shop is much, much bigger than what our booth space is. So if there's something special you're looking for and you want us to bring it, shoot us an email, teamrhinooutdoors at gmail.com. Oh, we also might have some new clothing. Not quite as much clothing as what Carrie has, but we might have some of that if it shows up in time. We're very, very, uh, we're running down to the wire now, but new stuff is showing up daily. So, Carrie, what do you got going on for the show? Well, maybe we should ask Brad. Brad, what do we have going on for the show? Because Carrie is not, honestly, not packed a single thing for the show. Only Brad does. But I did get to check out some custom grenades and some custom mini grenades that were that were bringing to the show yesterday. They are hand-tied. Not all of our baits are hand-tied, but these are hand-tied in... Everything we do is hand tied. <laughs> There's no <laughs> no machine stuff. That's that's what I was getting. This at. is all custom. All um, custom. But these grenades and mini grenades are their deer hair and their flashaboo and their wampa, which is a kind of a fly tying type of hair. Um, so they're really cool. And I sent out an email earlier today, so a few people have probably seen them, but they are only available at the show. And they are first come, first serve, and they are very limited because they are quite time-consuming to make when you tie with real hair and other products like that. So we have those. We have the new mini grenades and the grenades, and we will have a couple custom colors in them pre-built. Um, we will not be building custom ones in the booth. We, there's only so many parts that we can bring with. And honestly, we can't keep up with the heads on them the way it is. So I don't know that we'd get enough heads to be able to build custom ones at a show. Anyway, what other customs did you build? We, we have an arrangement of a bunch of different custom colors that are just going to be exclusive to the show. 
and they are going to be available in triggers, detonators, cowgirls, double showgirls, and ten uh, nines as well. So maybe even a couple supermodels. That's the just to the custom. But the beauty of what we do at the shows, as most people already know, we will tie your customs right there at the show booth. You can walk up, pick out your skirt colors and your blades, and we will assemble them right there in front of you. So if you're looking to get something custom, we can pretty much do double showgirls, juniors, cowgirls, 10 nines, detonators, triggers, and supermodels. I don't know if there's anything else, but I, there might be. If there's something special you guys want, same as Jeff said, let us know before we come. We've got about a week and a half here, and uh, we're going to be on the road. Are you bringing some hurricanes? Because yeah. some kid I know set the world on fire this summer with a hurricane. We'll probably talk to that kid later in this episode. But um, And then, were you bringing eagle tails too? Yeah, there will be an assortment of eagle tails. And Carrie's right. I, I forgot about the hurricanes. We will have some hurricanes there. And I know that Jeff Whitman will have some custom hurricanes that uh, Chase actually used this past summer on the TV show. So they will be available as well. All right. And if you want to go shopping and you're not making it into the show, check out TeamRhinoOutdoors.com and MuskyMayhemTackle.com. You know, you could do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Unless you guys have anything else you want to add to this, let's uh, let's shoot it over to Chase. Yeah, Chase definitely has a big announcement. I'm glad that we're the first ones to kind of share with the world. If they don't follow his social media, they probably don't know about this yet. Once Chase is done making his announcement, then we're just going to all kind of like give him a hard time because... Getting up on him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this announcement goes. But anyways, Chase, what's the big news coming out of West Virginia? Well, the big news is, Jeff, I just recently bought Musky Bumper Bump Board. So now I am the owner and the maker of all Musky Bumper products. Making the, still making the fat boy, still making the, just the regular musky bumper. Uh, I got a walleye board. Uh, I got junior panfish boards. So a lot of surgeon boards get made. Same website, same everything, same social media. So you can contact me on the uh, website, muskybumper.com, or on Facebook or Instagram at muskybumper. And then this is the point where we all get to laugh at him and make fun of him because he was living a dream as a fishing guide. Well, I mean, that would be the dream for a lot of people. And now he's making a transition into being a manufacturer in the musky fishing world, which means his fishing time goes right down the toilet. So, uh, <laughs> so Chase, you know, it's been like what a week on the job or something like that. Maybe a tad longer. What's, you know, what's your first impression here? Is it better or worse than you thought it would be? Since I'm not very smart, um, it, everything takes me twice as long. So, that part of it, I feel very busy. Um, I'm exci- super excited with all of it. I definitely am not fishing like I thought I was going to be able to. So, Right. That's Hopefully what, that's that what happens. Yep, that's what happens. You and Brad never said anything about that. You said I won't get to fish as much, but you didn't say I won't get to fish once or twice a month. That's <laughs> not right. I told you that. Yeah, but I guess I should have listened to you. You're probably the smartest. Who's the one who lives in the shop, me or Brad? You've witnessed yeah, this. I know. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll get faster and smarter, and pretty soon you'll be fishing. I'm being hard on myself. I picked it up pretty quick. Really excited for it. I just got to do a little bit more overtime, uh, which I'm completely fine with, just so I can get out and 
keep fishing and hopefully guide a little bit this year still. Um, I'm definitely not going to be guiding as much as I have been. Uh, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. Um, I think it's a good idea for me to explain on here as well. I'm not booking anything as of right now, and I'm waiting till I can figure out a good system of how many days a week or whatever it might be of how many days I can guide. So you can reach out to me, but more than likely I'm not going to book anything with you at the moment. Uh, I'm going to wait a little longer. I'll probably be posting on social media, just say a week to three or four weeks in advance uh, uh, before the dates that I have available are uh, for people to book. So that's, that's new too. And that's just going to have, that's just going to be time on my part to figuring out when I can guide and when, where, and whatnot I'm going to be doing. So, so stay tuned for that, I guess. Uh, just keep me in mind, I guess. So, Chase, what's your plans for uh, show season? Are you going to be taking the Muskie Bumper on tour to Chicago and all of them? I'll be at Chicago, Milwaukee, PA, Ohio, and New York. Yeah, see? So there goes most of your winter. Definitely not fishing then. I mean, you're going to be on the road every weekend. <laughs> yep, every weekend. It's a lot of back-to-back show weekends. Uh, a lot of travel, a lot of board making. So, yeah probably going to be pretty uh slow in the old fishing department over here but i'll sneak out here and there all right so chase let's just say i'm you know your your joe average customer i have my own logo or phrase or something i want to put on a bump board is that something that you guys will offer up yeah for sure there's a an item on the on the website for a custom board so you just would order your custom board on the website um, and then I would get in contact with you and get your, your logo and I'd send it off and get it, the artwork done. And then we would proof it and then we would confirm it. And then once it's confirmed, um, you could have your own custom logo on your own custom board. It might take a, a little bit longer than, uh, ordering a norm, a normal board, um, as far as getting your custom logo on it, but it can definitely be done, Jeff. And is there an extra charge for that? Yes, there is. One of the neat things that I think Muskie Bumper has offered to multiple retailers as well as manufacturers, whether it be a bait manufacturer, rod manufacturer, whoever it might be, is having that customization to the product lines. I know Muskie Mayhem Tackle has done that. Uh, Chase and I even have done a Mayhem's 10,000 cast board that we put out as a giveaway. So, I mean, it's a really cool part to that whole business that uh, it gets personalized really quick. I really am partial to the Backlash podcast, um, Panfish Boards, myself. I don't know about you, Jeff, but um, I'm kind of partial to those. I mean, I have a TRO slash Backlash podcast musky board, so I'm kind of partial to that one. But I'm this panfish thing you speak of. Yeah, every time you're on the podcast, Carrie, it's got to go there. So I expected nothing less. But, you know, thank, thanks for that. I appreciate it. You bringing a smile to our faces today. You know, Jeff, you have no idea how many times I get comments from people when I see them or in emails or even on um, orders about me bringing up panfish to to you and people apps i get a lot of good comments about it every once in a while i get like yeah we don't need to talk about panfish anymore but most of the time i get they that they they're quite happy about that so what you're saying is team carrie <laughs> is beating team jeff as far as that goes right more people want to hear about <laughs> panfish 
but I don't know if they want to solely hear about panfish, but they don't mind the banter. How All about right. that? All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad they don't mind that. Yeah, Jeff, I think more people just like hearing from Carrie in general than I, you. I, I would 100% agree with that. She's far smarter than <laughs> than all of us on this podcast right now. Well, Chase, I want to say congratulations on your purchase of Musky Bumper, although, you know, you might not be as happy about this in six months, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It's it's always new and exciting. I mean, and Musky Bumper is in good hands with you. I know you'll work hard. You'll continue it as a success. It's already been a successful brand. For sure. Yeah, I am I was full aware of uh, not having as much fishing time, and I'm completely content with that. Um, I'm, I'm extremely excited to... Uh, to maintain the level of quality that the boards are at now and then also grow the, the business as well. So I'm extremely excited for that, and I appreciate you saying that, Joe. Yeah, obviously, I mean, Chase has become a very good friend of mine, and uh, I wish him nothing but uh, the best, that's for sure. I, I know that uh, he'll figure out a way that we can continue to film. Uh, being the co-host and, and co-hosting with me on Mayhem's 10,000 cast, it's a little bit of a concern that uh, he's going to get buried, but maybe you're just going to have to find yourself a carry at some point, Chase. Or move to Minnesota, and then Carrie's right here. <laughs> I didn't tell you, it's too cold up there in the wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, toughen up, Sally. Consideration, Brad. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> well, good luck. I, I think I got the better end of the stick on that. I don't know uh, too many ladies that would put up with what Carrie puts up with. That's for sure. Mel. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially when you brought me into the family. <laughs> I just can't okay. believe that Carrie would volunteer to do more work. Like you need anything else to do, Carrie. Well, it's not like I'd have a choice. If it was here, I would just, it would be left there and I'd have to do it either way, you know? <laughs> Fishing comes first, Jeff. That's the, that's the bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, um, musky mayhem, and I, I know you're no different, and I'm sure musky bunker won't be any different with Chase. That is the number one priority. But there is times when uh, it's time to go fishing, and, and I think health-wise and everything else, it's a necessary evil um, and, and it's important that we all fish too, because that's part of this whole business as well. Yeah, I won't disagree. But for me, you know, since my wife is still works a full-time job, it's hard for me to just be like, yeah, here you go, honey. Good luck. I'm going to be go gone fishing for four days. You, uh, you make sure you take care of your full-time job and then take care of my full-time job too. <laughs> well, you got a whole tribe over there. Get them kids in there more. Well, don't worry. <laughs> They've been in the shop plenty and they are not happy about it. <laughs> yeah i think carrie and i know that whole deal too so well i don't think they're coming with us to chicago i think they'll come with us to milwaukee and i think they're all happy for us they're they're waiting they're counting down the days for us to leave so they can be done you know coming out to the shop and get ready for show season well i can't blame them it's always good you know when you get everything loaded up and you make it to the show it's kind of a huge sigh of relief if you will and I, I'm guessing Chase is in that same boat as well. <laughs> if he isn't, he will be. For sure. I will definitely be in that same boat. So, Chase, how about you start talking about them hurricanes that we're bringing to the show? Well, 
They are an extremely awesome bait that uh, I really never played with until, uh, I don't know, I really started throwing them this year. Last year, I played with them a little bit at Brad's up in Minnesota, and I, I fell in love with the thing. Down here, the loudest, biggest pulling bucktail you can have, or spinnerbait, um, is key to catching really big fish. And I started throwing the hurricane down here this year. I had great success on the thing. Um, tons of big fish. And then um, actually got one of my biggest fish out of West Virginia on it. So I had a couple of friends catch some big fish on it and clients. And then in Minnesota, I did great on it after dark. It was an amazing bait after dark. And I think that's really what Brad designed it for. But it's not just a night bait. Well, I was catching most of my fish down here um, before dark. I did catch a couple after dark on it. Um, but it, it is a very, very special bait. Um, I think Brad was kind of kicking me for falling in love with it because they're kind of a pain in the butt to make, um, which I know firsthand. I made a few of them. But they definitely have huge fish potential. They're one of the loudest baits you can throw, and they're phenomenal after dark. I did really, really well on them. Um, down here in West Virginia, after dark, I did really well on them. In Ohio, after dark, I did really great on them in Minnesota. And uh, I believe some of that is captured on Man's 1000 Cast uh, Season 2 coming out soon. Um, but very awesome bait. Uh, Jeff's got some custom collars, and I may have had some dabbling in some of those custom collars. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see that bait kind of making its way back. I feel like it's one of those baits that you guys carry that uh, – it isn't really well known and I think it needs to be. I think it's very, very special and has super huge fish potential. And the more people throwing it, the more big fish are going to get caught. And who doesn't want to see that? The one thing that I can say, Chase, is that first of all, I did not create it. I put some of my own twists on it once we got a hold of it. But Chris Jensen from CJ's uh, Spinner Baits is the actual designer of that particular bait. And when he made that, I seen it and I went, wow, this thing could be really something. And, and honestly, it was. I can tell you the very first baits that we had, I took them out to do some filming. And, and this is what's so funny is 12 years ago, 12 summers ago, I was intending to do a TV show at that time. And what ended up happening is our daughter came way, way early. And I ended up spending about four months in the hospital with her. So that dream kind of just got pushed off to the side, but we had filmed a pilot shoot. And when we were filming that pilot shoot, we fished two evenings into the dark on windy nights when it's not your classic night fishing techniques and, and not the right weather necessarily for night fishing. And I believe we put eight fish in the boat in those two nights. And I want to say, I don't know if we, I take that back. We did get a 54. And then we got like a 48 and a 49, I think three of those, and then some mid 40s as well. So it, it really, <laughs> it flipped me out, right? And you're right. It isn't just a night bait either. Um, I do think at night, it's, it's just so noisy and there's so much going on with that bait that it's hard for a fish to lose track of where it is. So if they can't visually see it, they feel it with all that noise kind of racket that's going on in the water it's almost like they just, they have to like take a chow on it. Right. So, yeah. but there is one, there is one key component to that bait. And I believe that it's necessary to bring out to the public and, and they will break at some point. Um, there is so much violence and so much uh, vibration throughout that bait. Eventually the arm does break. 
And the reason that we never molded lead to that arm was because that, that would even make it even more prematurely break. So the, the weight on it, I mean, that was kind of a crazy thing that we had to come up with. And I think we did a good enough job with it. But all in all, like any kind of good spinnerbait, they vibrate so much, eventually you have fatigue and that metal will break. So I just wanted to give that heads up, but they are a phenomenal bait and I think it's, it's worthy of using. For sure. I think we kind of missed the boat. We really didn't do it a whole lot because we were throwing grenades, but a hurricane for the, for the listeners, the hurricane actually runs pretty deep if you want it to. I mean, a slow roll, um, a slow roll after dark, that thing walks right down a brake line absolutely perfectly. I mean, it's, it's getting down there 15, 16 feet easily on a, on a medium to long cast, uh, nice steady retrieve. Um, so I think daylight break line fishing up there in Minnesota, it would be amazing. Um, we did, I don't remember really ever throwing it that much during the daytime, but I, I will now next year. But I, I think we, we were so in on the grenade this year. We just never really thought about it a whole lot till just now. So I think that's something we need to try next, next year, Brad. Yeah, absolutely, Chase. And I've proven that time and time again. I mean, it does work. And it's an amazing bait for calling fish, that's for sure. The the unique thing about it, too, as well, and then there's going to be a couple guides throughout this state anyway in Minnesota that are going to be upset with me on this, but it's amazing how many fish are caught on it in late November. All the casters out there that are throwing rubber and maybe some big wood or whatever it might be, definitely are catching fish on hurricanes in the late november time frame too so it's unique in that that aspect as well but you know the neat thing about that is we've had good success in late november with the grenades as well and i think uh in one of the shows that we do this year we talk about that you know you're putting a blade bait in a place that's not normally where fish see a blade bait and because of that depth and the weight of the bait definitely uh, puts you at a different advantage yeah, yeah, both both of those baits, the grenade and the hurricane, both um, get down in the water columns easily. Um, the hurricane's definitely a much louder presentation, but the grenade does the exact same thing, just a little quieter. I would say it's a little bit more uh, subtle than the hurricane for sure. But both of them is definitely great. I can see why that they both work so good in the fall. Um, fish are just a little bit deeper on those brake lines for open water or pumps and whatnot. So they're definitely pretty sweet baits. Hey, Chase, let's talk about your rod setup for that. What are you using to throw this bait? Well, Jeff, I've been throwing, uh, I throw the Hurricane a lot on a, a rod that I really like is the, is the Blue Ox. Uh, it's a nine-footer. I believe you carry them, um, but they're, it's a sweet little rod. It's got the pistol grip on it, and it's got just enough backbone for those bigger blades. Definitely a good rod. I, I've been using it a lot for, uh, like, glide baits and just a little bit heavier stuff, but not, like, real heavy stuff. So like, mag dogs, regular Medusa, dying dogs and whatnot. Um, and it, and it, it pairs up pretty well with uh, grenades and hurricanes and whatnot also. So that's a rod that I would recommend for it. Um, I have a couple prototype St. Croix um, that aren't really named yet, so I don't really know what they are, but I've been using one or two of those also. But the Blue Ox is what's available to the public right now. Um, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite rods for that style of fishing. The other one not to forget about too, Chase, is that Blade Master. And that definitely can be effective with some of those as well. Yeah, the Blade Master 2, I believe is what it is. Uh, I use that thing all season um, on up, up north and it's on film a lot. Uh, that, that rod there is one of my favorites for 
pop water and a uh, little bit smaller blades. I think the hurricane will be a hair heavy, but wouldn't be too awful on it. But it, I love that rod as well. That, that one is a very good rod to me. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of noise throughout this whole last season, but the new grasp, that pistol grip that, that Chase is talking about, it's called a grasp. And a lot of people, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I know you had the same thing, Chase, when, when guys get in the boat and they're looking at, I don't think I want that. And once it's in their hands for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, they look back at you and, and literally just say, I'm getting one of these rods. It's that comfortable. I know, Jeff, when you first put one in your hands when you were thinking about bringing them into the store, it uh, definitely was something on your mind as well. But once you have a reel on that rod and you feel how that grasp fits in your hand, it's truly remarkable. Full transparency, I really didn't think I would like that, that handle at all. And after about an hour of using it, I fell in love with it. I, I absolutely love it. And it, it is funny. And I think, I think most people are scared to get it or just don't think they're going to like it. But I can tell you from guiding, most of my clients, I'll hand them that. And they're like, what is this thing? And then they start using it. And I show them how I hold it. And I said, you can hold it however you want. But this is how I hold it. And it's 30 minutes later, they're, I'll ask them, hey, how do you like that handle? And they, they really like it. Um, it's definitely just something I think people are, are don't want to change. They're not used to it. So they're kind of scared about it. But I really like it. I, I love it. It really uh, definitely helps with fatigue. I feel like I have a lot more control uh, holding on to the rod. Um, you don't have the left and right movement. Like if you have a big Trank 500 and you're trying to burn a bucktail, everyone knows you get that little rock in your wrist. And after all day of doing that, your wrist gets really swollen. So the handle is definitely something that I will never want to fish with without again. Definitely changed the way I fish. Yeah, I would agree. I, it's uh, it's remarkable. And like you said, the transparency of that, I felt the exact same way. And I'll never forget when when Gavin, uh, the head of uh, engineering, showed up here and he had those grass panels on the rods. And I went, uh, I don't want them all that way, but uh, I'm glad he did. I won't argue with you, you guys. When I was talking to him about adding, adding them, I, was, I literally went through the thing and I'm like, I don't think you can get a legend tournament without this grasp on there i think this is a big mistake and then i got one in my hands and i i like you said it didn't take real long and i was like this is actually really comfortable and so i i don't think it's a big deal i think people think it's a lot bigger than what it is and if you get out to a show and you can get one in your hands and you can check it out it's really not as big as you think no they're very small width wise they fit perfectly in, in my hand i think it's actually grasp from an actual pistol out there so it's made for comfort of your hands already um it's way thinner than i imagined and it set at a little bit of an angle and i thought that was going to be weird but it doesn't it fits perfectly in my hand and a lot of my clients' hands yeah i think the unique thing too is like myself with bigger hands uh versus a lot of people it's comfortable for me, but it's comfortable for the guys that I had in the boat throughout the season that have smaller hands as well. And amazingly enough, it seems to match up with anybody. Yeah. For anybody that's looking for them, if you want to check them out, you can, you know, find them on our website, teamrhinooutdoors.com. We have a you know, full line of St. Croix rods. And, I mean, amongst other rods too, we have the chaos rods as well. So if you guys are looking to check out new rods this year, go check those out. And like I said, the St. Croix are a new option and we'll definitely be bringing them with us to shows this year as long as uh, we can continue to main stock, maintain stock on them. 
stop out to Chicago, that'd be your first chance to see him from us. One thing I could tell you, Jeff, and I don't know how hard this is for you, but if you could put a reel on there and like Chase brought up the 500, I don't know if you got any 500s laying around in the garage, but if you could put one on a rod where somebody could actually feel the difference once they have that 500 on a big rod with the grasp, they're going to definitely get that feel or, or understand exactly what Chase and I were just talking about. I'll see if I can dig up one of my 500s before I come to the show. We'll have it around, and if somebody wants me to put it on a reel, we could definitely do that as well. I just, I, I really think once somebody feels what that is, that's the difference. It truly is. And and when you put the rod in your hand without a reel on it, you're like, eh, maybe, you know? But once that reel is on that rod, it's, like, remarkable. Yeah, four 400s is it's very comfortable with 500. I, I think it's even better with the 500 because of how the 500 is so, I would say top heavy. And I, I know, you know what I'm talking about and a lot of probably do about it being when you're burning and just straight crank and that 500 wants to like move left and right. Your wrist has to correct it constantly. Um, the, the handle definitely helps that quite a bit. So I think it's a really good option if you're, if you're a big 500 crank 500 guy. One of the neat things that uh, Chase and I had the opportunity to do is while we filmed Mayhem's 10,000 casts this year, we had the opportunity to run those St. Croix rods and definitely made the difference and and gave us a really good feel about what that whole grasp means. But uh feel pretty blessed that they're willing to work with us. I think uh, you're going to be able to watch them and see them on most of the episodes. The the partnership between St. Croix and Chase and I developed sometime in July. And once that happened, we switched primarily to St. Croix rods. And I will tell you this, I'm very happy that that happened. Um, I've used a lot of different rods over the years. I've used a lot of St. Croix throughout the last 25 years. I have nothing but good to say about it. So... Brad and Chase, you know, the Mayhem 10,000 cast thing just kicked off this past weekend. You know, what kind of feedback have you gotten on the show so far? And if people haven't checked it out yet, how do they go about doing that? Well, the first thing I could say is that I think uh, maybe we brought it to another level from last year. We did the five pilot episodes last year. The first show just aired this past Saturday, like you said. And it's really easy to actually have the opportunity to watch it. It comes on live on KOTV Network, which is available on any mobile device or as well a Roku uh, network that you can either have a smart TV that's Roku. Or you can just go to town and pick up a Roku box for 25, 30 bucks at Walmart. And if you have Wi-Fi at home, you hook it up and you download the KOTV Network app. And it's available. So two ways to watch it on KOTV. One is through streaming, and that streaming becomes available on Sunday afternoons. But we are presented live at 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings. And there will be 11 more weeks from the time that this this show comes out right now. And then the second way is at 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings, we make it available on YouTube. So both of those. But uh, the, the beauty of it is, Jeff, is the noise and the response that we're getting back from all the different people that are viewing are absolutely loving it in comparison to last year's five pilot episodes. So that's a positive. And, you know, we hope to not stop here. We want to keep elevating our game 
And I definitely think since I'm the editor, um, I'm doing this edit work. Chase is obviously reviewing with me. And it, it's a cool combination. My age, Chase's youth, um, I think there's a good combination there in what we're doing. And the second part is some partnerships that we've created, one being Team Rhino Outdoors. Um, super excited about that. And I think the neat thing about it is, is, you know, I talk to you all the time, Jeff. We get to do this podcast together. It's elevated our game. And um, hopefully we can give you some really good representation as well as the other sponsors that we're working with. And it's empowering us to be able to do a little bit more traveling and actually uh, get out there and go across the country. Yeah, Brad. I mean, I think you guys did a great job with the first episode. I only, I didn't get to see the first 10 minutes because I actually caught it on um, on the KOTV live stream. So I just happened to turn it on and the show was 10 minutes in and I got to check that out. I will bump back and check out the previous 10 minutes, but uh, definitely, I mean, audio quality was, was something I noticed right away that you guys definitely worked on over the off season. So um, audio is important and, and you guys you know took that to another level and I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what you guys have the rest of the season. Well, the, the crazy part is last year, I feel, you know, in those five episodes, I had never edited anything 28 and a half minutes long. Right. So it was a huge stretch for me, but, um, I got through it and guess what? I think even this season, as I did all 12 episodes, I started learning more and more about the editing process and I feel more comfortable with it. And I definitely, one of our biggest weaknesses a year ago was audio. And I definitely think we got a lot of that cleaned up. So that will help a bunch. And I'm not using music to kind of hide the muffle and the noise that we were getting through microphones before previously. So that's definitely a huge improvement, but I think some of the editing skills have improved. And I think the quality and the content that we're providing and, and Chase is a big part of that. And I think, uh, you know, having Chase on there and his ability to speak and actually uh, mix some stuff up and the combination of us two going at it, it, it definitely has made a difference. Yeah, Brad, I, I agree hundred percent. I'm extremely excited for the whole, the rest of the season to come out. Um, all the noise that I've heard from a lot of, clients and friends down here around my way everyone's loving it but i will say me watching it and i know you you think the same way brad both of us watching it we both still see the little imperfections uh in the show and i know for a fact as the season progresses it gets even better uh we get more comfortable on camera we get you get better at editing uh the talking points get a little bit more in depth uh, i think we did a really good job at improving the entire season I'm very excited to start filming for next year, even though we already have one show in the can. I'm excited for next year to even improve even more. Um, I definitely want to let everyone know that you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Brad, whatever. We want to know your criticism. That is the only way that we're going to know how to, to make it better. Um, last year, our criticism was the noise, which we knew that was a problem, but there wasn't much we could do about it. The, the, new, the noise, and then uh, we didn't do much talking last year. Very good talking points. So we really tried to put more emphasis on, on doing more talking points and really teaching the viewer about what we're doing on that given day. Um, and I think we, we definitely improved the audio. The talking points we improved. I think there's still room for more improvement on the talking points. But like Brad said, it's, it's all a learning curve, and I think we're both getting dialed in uh, every shoot. So very excited for the rest of the season to come out and this 
this season we do have a couple of episodes from down around here in, in my neck of the woods and then episodes from Minnesota, obviously. Um, next year we're planning on doing a lot more uh, different bodies of water and states. Um, so super excited to do that, get some traveling done, get some new water seen and some new fish caught. So really connect with the uh, viewers a little bit more there. So super excited, like I said, uh, to check it out. Like Brad said, you can see it on YouTube or Roku. So Chase, every single season, you know, brings new uh, opportunities to learn. You got something that you uh, that maybe you learned over the past season, seeing as though you kind of you know got outside your comfort zone again. You went over to Minnesota. You did a little bit of traveling with Brad. You got anything to offer that you that you learned over the past season? Uh, yeah, I definitely learned. Um, I guess I, I've known this, but I it reiterated in my brain. Doesn't matter what lake, like in Minnesota last year, the, the whole season, the whole summer of last year, me being in Minnesota was completely different than this season. So I think it's very important for everyone to realize, um, just fishing, speaking fishing, uh, to always be open to change. Because last year was a di- completely different year than this year, and you would think that it would be pretty similar, but in reality, there was a lot of things that changed for uh, me and Brad as far as what the fish wanted this year, uh, where they wanted it, and time of frame, uh, being on the right spot at the right time, that kind of thing. So always have an open mind and be able to adapt to what the fish are wanting because it doesn't matter if you're on the same lake, same time of year and everything, and everything's exactly like last year. The fish are going to do whatever they want to do. Um, that happened in Minnesota. That happens all the time down here where I guide. It happens in Ohio. Um, so it's just definitely something you need to keep in mind to make yourself a better angler and get more fish in the boat. It's just keeping a super open mind, being able to adapt to the fish and give them what they want. Yeah. I think Chase, it's okay to fish some memories now and then, but when that memory isn't working again, it's time to make that change and and you hit it on the head. And the remarkable part is, is some of the stuff that took place this past season when we were filming, some of it was identical to what happened the year before. And I would say the majority of it was not identical whatsoever. So it's kind of unique. And and one of the shows I'm trying to remember, I think it's episode five, we actually go to two different bodies of water that I hadn't been on in 15 to 20 years. And we kind of approach those lakes and talk about how we did approach them. So it kind of goes in conjunction with what you just spoke about. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely did a lot, a lot more new things, I think this year, as far as different styles of fishing and new water and whatnot. We, I mean, we, I fish a lot more new water in, in Minnesota with and without you. And we, we filmed some of that. So that was super exciting for me. I absolutely love fishing new water and I, I want to fish everywhere in the entire musky range is what I want to do someday. So very exciting things. And next year it's going to be even better. All right, Chase, before we get out of here, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on right now. You got, you know, Musky Bumper, Mayhem's 10,000 Casts, Gibson's Guide Service. If people want to get in touch with you on all these different things, where can they find you? Well, I've got Facebook pages for all three. There's a uh, Gibson's Guide Service Facebook page. You can message me right on there. Um, Musky Bumper's got a website. It's got the, uh, the Facebook and Instagram also. Um, or you can just give me a call at 304-816. 6607 that is my cell phone so all three companies can you can reach me from all three companies by that uh phone number there uh mayhem's 10,000 cast we have an instagram and a facebook if you're not uh following that or 
whatever you need to get on that to stay updated with uh when we're dropping new shows and whatnot we have a lot of video posts and things that we were posting every friday thursday or friday pretty much all summer up to now uh all those fish are just free content that anyone can watch if you haven't seen that there's little clips and cool figure eight bites and things like that that just didn't make the show um so there's a lot of content on on mayhem 1000 cast facebook and instagram that you can check out and then as well keep up with um what we're doing and when our new episodes are getting dropped all right chase well we want to congratulate you once again on your acquisition of musky bumper bump boards and we'll catch up with you again in just under two weeks at the Chicago show. I want to thank all of our listeners for putting up with us for another episode. And we will see everybody again next Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff.